All right, I'm just gonna get started here. Looks like we also have a verdict in the Gislaine Maxwell trial, so we'll keep an eye on that. Oh, okay. I'm surprised. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I guess I guess we'll just stick with the tech stuff for now. Uh, but obviously, if she's guilty, we'll we'll probably have to discuss that a little bit. Oh yeah, I mean yeah, we will. I mean, cool. How can we not? Yeah, I mean it's kind of a big deal, right? I mean, yeah, and and yeah, okay. But anyway, uh, so for anybody listening on the replay and for people in the room, uh, this is episode eight, Flashpoint Podcast. Thank you for joining us. You can catch the print edition at owenhiggins.substack.com. That's E-O-I-N-H-I-G-G-I-N-S.substack.com. Today, for now, anyway, um, we're going to do the year in tech. We're going to talk NFTs, cryptocurrencies, the metaverse, and joined by Edward on... Wait, so is that how I pronounce your name? I, obviously, with my name, I want to be sure that I pronounce other people's names correctly. Yeah, Anguasso. Anguasso is the way. Anguasso. Anguasso. Cool, cool. Um, yeah, so, so Edward, thank you so much for joining me. Um, so I guess I'm going to start here uh, by playing one of the most cursed things I've ever heard, which is this <laughs> NFT music video. I'm just going to play a couple minutes here. Um, well, no, not even a couple minutes, just a couple seconds. I don't want to get DMCA'd, but, uh, or DCMA'd or whatever it is. But, uh, yeah, just to give you, like, a sense. Mean, this, this thing was pretty heavily promoted and uh, is, like, within my, um, from, from PR people, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it has 226 views, and it came out a week ago. So, and, and like, Bored Ape and stuff are part of it, but... Anyway, so so here's a little sample of it. Things like this don't happen to people like me. Typically another casualty. I want you to feel this. You won't be able to feel this anywhere but here. Overcome the fear we are facing. Yeah. And I've been... Anyway, completely forgettable. Uh, <laughs> totally auto-tuned. Yeah. But, <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Uh, you know, and it does seem like NFT people are trying to get kind of into the real world now. Um, mm-hmm. And I guess this is part of that. But for people like me, and I'm sure some of the people listening here, uh, you know, I, I don't really understand what NFTs are. And they become a really important part of the year in tech uh as you know cryptocurrency as well and the metaverse which are the three main things we're going to be talking about today uh metaverse being the kind of facebook rebrand so so that's why uh edward is joining us and edward is a tech and labor reporter with motherboard and and does a lot of great stuff and we also play a strategy game together mm-hmm. um and and we we also are in a a couple other uh, uh, group chats and stuff like that. So we have a lot of career overlap. Uh, so Edward, thank you so much for, for joining. And I guess that my first question for you is, can you just kind of break down an NFT for me? 
Yeah. No, thanks for having me on. Huge fan of the Flashpoint. It's great to talk to you about this. NFTs are my favorite sort of degenerate development over the past year, two years. I mean, they've existed for a while, but it's really this this past year. Um, and, you know, there's a fancy explanation about how it's basically like a digital certificate of ownership for an asset. Um, but I think those don't get to capture how absurd it is. Uh, one explanation I saw floating around that I think it does, well, first, NFT stands for non-fungible token, right? So the formal explanation is a non-fungible token is it's like basically a token or signify that you do own something because it's tied to a record of the transaction or the minting of the NFT, the digital image usually, or some, some digital you know simulacrum of a real-world thing um on the blockchain right and so there's proof that you own it there's there's no one else can dispute that so long as they're looking at the blockchain right um but as you can imagine most people in most transactions are not constantly trying to look or check to see the history of ownership of something uh so it's so in some ways it's very useful if you're plugged into that community in other ways it's useless if you're not which most people aren't who touch or deal with incidentally you know, these goods are assets because they're investing in them as speculation. So I think one way to look at it is it is like, you know, let's say, you know, you wanted to buy, you know, and we can take like a, something similar to the example of the tungsten cube, right? There's this huge, massive cube of tungsten and they turned it into an NFT. What does it mean that they turn it into an NFT? Well, you own a digital record of it and it's you have proof of ownership on the blockchain, but you can't take it home. Uh, you can't bring it home with you. You can't really do the things you typically do with ownership, but you can sell that certificate and you can visit it once a year in the facility. So that's an NFT. It's like proof of ownership, you know, bragging rights, but you don't actually get to own it, which is unless it's a digital only asset in which, yeah, you get to flash it around to your friends and community members. So let me, so, so the way that the way that you're explaining it and the way that I am understanding it, and the way that, and and I'm like 100% sure that I'm wrong about this but because it's on the blockchain does that mean that, that like what happens is it like an integral part of the blockchain does it need to be there for the blockchain to exist like I don't really no. understand how that works it doesn't they figured so nfts are more nfts are not integral to the operation of a blockchain, the blockchain just happens to be a useful way for you to show that you own a digital asset if the creation of it and the transactions of it are facilitated through the blockchain because they're being done with cryptocurrencies or they're being done on cryptocurrency platforms or tools built by cryptocurrencies um, using cryptocurrencies. So really it's more just like it is an application, a pretty, in my opinion, a useless one, but a use, it's an application of blockchain technology to try to uh, say, hey, look, there's proof that I own this. There's indisputable proof that can never be replicated and can never be erased that I own this, and it's on the blockchain. So it's really, it's, it's really just a matter of being able to say, this is mine. Yes. This thing that I cannot physically touch or show you, yeah. Like, like other than showing it to you on a screen, but, but I can't actually like hold it, but yeah. I have the, it's like, I have the status kind of, 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 of owning this. Yeah. And I think another way to look at it is now, like, 
it allows for the commodification of digital things in a way that was impossible before, right? You tried to tell me that you own some image or if you own some other thing that was solely on the internet, I would tell you to fuck off, you know? But if yeah. you have this record, the idea is that now you can prove that you created it, you can prove that you owned it, you can prove your work was invested in it or involved in its creation. But also on the flip side is now you can actually go around turning more and more parts of the internet into commodities to be traded. So weird. It's so yeah. weird. <laughs> I don't yeah. Like it. I don't like it. it's one of the worst developments I think in the, in this space, but you know, we'll have to see how it goes. I yeah. Like it. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very, you know, speaking from the perspective of somebody who, who just doesn't really, understand this stuff i mean this is not my expertise by any means you know what i mean Mm -hmm. uh but it just seems it just seems like if you're selling status i guess that's what art kind of is anyway but i'm going to interrupt this and we're going to talk a little bit about gislaine maxwell who's been found guilty on five counts okay so that's pretty have you been following this trial at all yeah it's been a bit absurd i mean i've been coming in and out um but general, but have the general movements of it, and then uh, some of the evidence co- that comes out. But the general sense that you know the for the last few days, the defense is trying to be that she was just merely an associate, a girlfriend, uh, you know, fellow traveler of Epstein's, and had nothing to do with um, his massive uh, international sex trafficking and pedophile ring. Yeah, yeah, and and I think that that like. That just always seemed to me to be so just impossible on the on the merits, right? I mean, even mm-hmm. but but even like when the trial was going on, it seemed. I mean, it seemed to me like they were trying to say that she wasn't even that she didn't really know what was going on, or like like less even that she was like a victim herself, but like that she was just. I mean, it like kind of like they were just throwing shit at the wall to kind of figure out like what would work, right? Yeah, I mean, because in her situation, it's like there's really no you like kind of fuck. Uh, almost every single uh, witness who come forward has mentioned that she was involved in um, you know either trying to groom them or raping them or trying to. Uh, find people to traffic them to, you know, like she's present in almost every, as far as I can tell, almost every testimony by someone. Um, and their defense was, I think they started to try to bring out a false memory, uh, expert or someone to try to say that these memories were falsely conjured and that it just happened that like every single person who testified had the same traumatic response and created a false memory where, uh, Maxwell was involved. It's uh, it's a mess. It's uh, it's a pretty stupid defense in of itself. I think. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And, you know, like what, the whole Epstein thing from the beginning has just mm-hmm. been just a constant. I mean, it's just been such an exposure of the way that you know elites and an elite uh, discourse kind of around this stuff works like you know ed like for such a long time epstein was just in in the uh in 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 these elite circles and just acting like everything was fine even though everybody knew what was going on and maxwell was totally 
a part of this, uh, a part of this like child sex ring. And then it was just yeah. allowed to happen. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm following this to, uh, I think get a little bit more information, but, um, as somebody who, okay. So here are the counts. Okay. Mm-hmm. So guilty on conspiracy to entice individuals under the age of 17 to travel in interstate commerce and intent to engage in illegal sexual activity, not guilty in enticement of an individual under the age of 17, Jane only count uh, the same, the same conspiracy count three conspiracy to transport individuals under the age of 17. Again, I think these are all the same thing, right? Uh, count four, same. Count five, conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. And count six, sex trafficking of one individual, Carolyn, only. Uh, so she's fucked, I yeah. would say. I would like, say, I think, what is it, like 50, 60 years is probably what it comes down to. Maybe close to 70. Because it's six counts and she only got off on one, right? Yeah, yeah. And she's like in her 60s as it is. Yeah. Which is, you know, she gets to finish a Epstein sentence. I'm sure you know that's. Uh, it's it's been such a. It also has been wild to see that. Uh, you know, I was worried. I think at the very early stages, before the trial occurred, that there would be something like her some end outcome where she's not really there's no uh, guilty verdict or like is somehow acquitted. You know, because it has felt like no one has been held accountable or seeing any consequence. I feel like the, the major consequence is what, like Bill Gates having a divorce and, you know, um, the, uh, the billionaire financier who gave Epstein his start managing other people's money, stepping down from, um, his large holdings or from some of his holdings is, I think that's it. I can't really, I don't, what what is it? Wexner something Wexner. I can't remember his name, but Wexner was the only Wexner and Gates seemed to be the only people who had any sort of actual consequences. Yeah, and yeah. Gates and and Gates the Gates thing, like almost seemed like his wife was releasing that as part of like the like, divorce. like, it, it, like oh, yes. whether or not she left him over that, uh, which uh, you know it's, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it, it, that was part of it, but like that stuff coming out in the first place, like really seemed to be like her just doing a little, uh, a little PR there. Oh, very clearly. Because she's about to get divorced. Right. Yeah. Right. Very. And I, I mean, it worked, you know, that we never would have learned. I I don't think we would have learned what we did. We wouldn't have learned that how uh, closely he, uh, you know, was in uh, Epstein's orbit, how many times they hung out together, how he was trying, how he thought that he was going to get him a Nobel prize, you know, right. Right. Um, none of that I think would have ever come to light, even though there were hints of it before. I mean, like there had been photos of them together, the same places, right? There had been some um, article in 2001 or two that referenced Epstein being like friends with uh, either Gates or someone that was like a close associate of his. I mean, like there had been like, maybe if someone had dug, eventually something would have been found, but the, but the wife playing hardball on the divorce PR, uh, you know, I'm not, <laughs> A we, uh, you know, in in a one way or another, I think it was good in that it helped us at least like learn a little bit more about this, even if it feels like nothing comes out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, and and obviously, like the Maxwell stuff is like, that she's guilty, been found guilty mm-hmm. of these five counts. I'm sure that they're going to uh, appeal it, but you know that like that is that is definitely a consequence, and she's not nobody, right? Like it's like she's right. not just just some. Um, 
it, like like some disadvantaged person who was caught up in in the in in the sex ring who's now taking the fall. Like she's she's part of a powerful family. She's part of an you know elite British uh, family and and kind of aristocracy. So definitely need to like see it in that in 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 that framing. But you are totally right that like for the most part, people have not really seen any consequences. And the reason that I'm saying that right now is because I'm thinking about how I just saw like Dershowitz on Fox oh last night, yeah. just like talking, like talking about Desmond Tutu, which is like that's a whole other thing about like <laughs> what a, what a fucking piece of shit this guy is. But um, you know, he's he's had zero consequences. He's been he's been other than he said like at Martha's Vineyard, it's been tough for him that mm-hmm. people are mean to him now. Right? Like, uh, uh, give me a fucking break, like. That if that's the worst that you have to do after you've been credibly accused of, you know, sexually assaulting a child, then I think that things are going pretty well for you. Same with like Larry Summers and and uh, and Bill Clinton, you know, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. these guys who are never going to see any consequence. I mean, do you think that there's any chance that any of that stuff ever that there's that any that first of all that any more comes out? Because now that this, tri- I mean, that's one of the things that I'm kind of worried about is that. Now that the now that she's been found guilty on five counts, the impulse in a lot of like elite media and elite circles would be kind of like brush it under the rug. Look, this happened like New Year's uh, week. Let's just kind of like start talking about something else and kind of like yeah. put it to the side a little bit. Yeah, you know, I think that's a real concern. I mean, it's like there are also like what happened to, for example, like Epstein's house was rigged with surveillance equipment and was constantly full of people and like testimony constantly says it was like chock full of people so where are the video cameras that were noted in the initial like reports of the raid of his homes but never talked about again like are we ever going to learn like if there was more evidence of other people there it's hard to imagine that there was nothing else that was found anywhere that implicates anyone further right Mm -hmm. more details about like how the hell he was able to get that fucking plea deal with um with the uh, f- uh, former uh, labor secretary uh, when he was um I think he was the uh, DA in uh, Florida at the time when he negotiated the deal right like how the hell was he able to get Epstein um such a, a clear ability to like steer clear of any you know accusations of wrongdoing for him and any potential conspirators and any potential crimes that he had done at the, up to that point right i mean uh there, like there are a lot of huge questions still there are also huge questions about um you know why the fuck are the people who are named in the black book in the flight logs um not like, why were they able to just issue, what, like, one-page statements, and then that was the end of it in terms of scrutiny towards them? Um, I don't know. Like, I'm worried. Part of me is worried that we're not going to get anything else because I think there have also been attempts to fight uh, the releasing of information uh, in this trial and beforehand, right? Uh, saying, oh, it would be, like, unfair unfair to Ghislaine's reputation and, and jurors would prejudge. And I don't know what happens to that information afterwards. I don't actually know um, whether now people can push for it to be released again. But I am worried that, like, not, maybe not all coverage moves on, but that like the, the core now that Ghislaine is going to jail and Epstein is dead, um, is going to move on and forget that. Hey, like, you know, um, two U S presidents, uh, multiple politicians, a uh, few Royal families, 
um, you know, like what, like a lot of incredibly wealthy, powerful, rich, well-connected public figures are connected to this dude, and there has been little to no explanation offered as to why um, by them, and the, and it feels like the idea is like if we all just like if they just stay silent, if they just do a silent strategy, then it will die without a lack of oxygen, with a lack of oxygen, right? Yeah, yeah. I was also going to say that there's the um, there's there's the little St. James videos, right? There's that mm. there's that vault that they. I think I remember like the drone kind of going around and like mm-hmm. looking around, and, like there, like obviously like there was a vault that's like built into the into the rock there that something was in, and the if I recall correctly, didn't like. Didn't the FBI say that they like seize like tapes and stuff? And yeah. that stuff is just like you know, it's like where's that? We don't know where that is. Wh- you know where? Where is all of this stuff? Where you know these these elite uh, members of society who all had who are like you're saying are all in the black book, including the two presidents, which is again, I mean, it's just like crazy that like I mean, she was at Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Yeah, you know, and yeah. it's just like, and it's just people have just memory hold it. They've There's just pictures of her on to forget like, it. The Queen's throne with Kevin Spacey, you know, who another motherfucker involved in this thing that has, that opens another rabbit hole. I mean, like, it's. I think also one of the most frustrating things is how um, it is very clear uh, what's going on, or it feels like it's very clear what's going on, and even like a minimal. It feels like even minimal pressure, the direction that way of like in terms of coverage or digging further beyond what is like people might be comfortable with shouldn't feel it. And I'm curious like why nothing else is tumbled out. Is it because there actually is like they you know, we can't find out anything or that there's not anything that's actionable uh, to report on or discover? Is it because there is reticence for one reason or another? Is it just because it's hard to confirm? you know, or hard to get records, but then like also asking, like you said, like there's other things that have been seized where like what's happened to those, where have those gone? You know, like what's going on. And also it's like, like the sec, I feel like the second my, I open my mind and start asking questions, it feels immediately like I'm being sucked into a rabbit hole. Um, Yeah. I mean, it's like recently um, they had, there was like this, I think it was the New York Times where they they had this, you know, how much of a conspiracy theorist are you, right? Mm-hmm. And they had like all of these like different uh, questions like within the quiz. And one of them was, uh, you know, Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. And if you answered like, uh, yeah, I don't think that he killed himself. Uh, th- that was supposed to make you like a conspiracy theorist. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like, you know, I mean, come on, man. Like, it's not the same as, as and I'm not saying that as you, I'm saying that to the Times. Like, right. That's right. not the same as, like, believing in reptoys or something. I'm sorry. It's not. Like, yeah. there, there are a lot of, like, open questions about that. But it feels to me like the uh, political and media circles are already trying to kind of uh, circle up around this and to say, Hey, no, no, there's nothing to see here. Like there's at, like there's nothing at all. Um, you know, we, we already, we already went through this. There's no, there's no reason to go through it anymore. We decided that he did kill. It's like JFK. It's the same thing. Like 
you know, JFK was killed by one shooter. We do not need to think about this anymore. We don't need to talk about it anymore. Please stop asking questions about it. And I, you know, the entire time that Maxwell was awaiting trial, the, I mean, I think that if you didn't think that she was going to like, quote unquote, kill herself before this moment of her being, being found guilty happened. I mean, like, I'm sorry, that's fucking crazy. That's crazy. Mm -hmm. If you didn't think that that was going to happen. I like, I, I tend to try and stay away from being conspiratorial about things as much as possible. But to think that Epstein and Maxwell, two people who had so many connections with so many powerful elite people, like all the people that we've just listed here that, and that just by the people that we've named, by the way, just barely scratching the surface, barely scratching the surface of the amount of people that were in the black book, but just, Oh, like all those people, and then to think that oh, you know, maybe uh, maybe the official explanation here from the government, by the way, at the time being run by one of the people in the book who was actually named as a as as an assaulter, as a rapist in one of the uh, in in one of the lawsuits, one of the civil suits, I think, against Epstein. Like Trump was named as one of the people who 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 attacked one of the girls, and and to somehow think that no, like that's all fine is is just ridiculous. But again, I mean, I think this kind of comes to what we were talking about just a couple minutes ago, and I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on that a little bit more. This this idea that of of circling around and kind of being like, okay, we have the official story, that's it, we're done, no more. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I do, I feel like that tends to happen a lot in terms of, you know, coverage of things that have to do with power, right? I mean, whether it's like the ways in which financiers or speculators defraud the public, whether the way in which like the, this, you know, sex, this pedophile sex ring, uh, seems to have been able to cover up, uh, and cover the asses of people who are involved in it. I mean, for, you know, a good deal of elite, I would say most of them, or, you know, to cast a wide brush or just, you know, morally bankrupt and degenerate and in one way or another uh, able to uh, save themselves from scrutiny um, because, I mean, one, they're all socialized to, you know, one another. I think what was it was like, I don't remember the exact Orwell quote, but it just talks about how, like, you know, just by going through life and by socializing with this group of people, um, the fact that they all recognize in one way or another that it just doesn't do to pay attention to certain things or ask certain questions or care about certain things, right? It doesn't even have to be in some sort of like smoky cabal sense. It's just like there's less of an interest in like shining a light in one of their friends. And this is also the flip side, I guess, of like why we saw such bizarre defenses of Ghislaine coming from people. I mean, we all knew and we all had all the testimony and accusations before the trial even started. And you had people being like, well, I knew her in college and she was cool and she was great and she was a good friend of mine. And you should uh, feel some humanity for her. And it's really what it is. This is them signaling to one another, you know, um, as they are that like this is something to not really think too deeply about uh, for risk of asking other questions. Uh, I think that, you know, that's like one of the, one of the concerns here. Like if there's no new information that goes out, then what happens? Do we just see more people circling around and being like, oh, well, you know, Elaine was an exception or maybe like she was still treated unfairly or like there's nothing else to look at there and that all these other people are incidental and 
and that this is not an indictment of elites or this is not an indictment of a specific branch of elites in the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, this is just an this is just like a mess that got out of control in one way or another. I don't know what they would specifically say, you know, but that more or less feels like the framing that will come down the pipeline at some point. Yeah, yeah, no, I I I, I completely agree, and I, and I think it. it just want to say before I say this, if anybody on the call wants to join the conversation, just hit the, uh, the caller button and, and, and we'll get you. And I know that, uh, I know that uh, somebody's, I, I don't think she's here yet, but she's going to be coming on soon. Um, hopefully, uh, yeah, I, you know, and this is a bit of a digression a little bit, but a lot of the time with, you know, these, these kinds of, elite discourse around this kind of stuff. And this does kind of go to what you were saying, but there's this sense that, um, you know, looking too much into these things and talking too much about this stuff might end up having the kind of ramifications that you don't want to have that are beyond like justice. So for example, what what I'm trying to say by that, and that's a little bit like inartfully put, but what I'm trying to say is that, you have somebody like Bill Clinton who is involved with Jeffrey Epstein and uh, uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, right? And then you, if if you start to talk about his uh, his involvement with them, then you begin to have to put yourself into a position where you then have to kind of indict in your in your mind Hillary Clinton. Uh, because, you know, she's a very powerful person and was certainly, uh, you know, new Maxwell and new Epstein. And you have to also sort of implicate Chelsea or, you know, for having her at the wedding. And I think that at a certain point, like people's minds are, are they kind of snap under the weight of that because it's like either either you're talking about like a systemic problem that affects just about like everything that you understand as kind of like ruling society. Um, and this is specific to the Epstein case, I think, because it just kind of like has, it, it has tentacles and tendrils into all of it. Um, so, so yeah, so you have a situation where you then have to kind of confront that. And I think a lot of people just don't want to confront that. They don't want to have to think about what it means. If you really start to think about this stuff in more detail. And the reason that I was, the reason that that came to mind is because you were talking about how, you know, this, this, this happens a lot with financiers, like, you know, back, back during the crash in like 2008, um, a lot of the people who were involved with that, uh, didn't face, you know, I mean, I think it was just basically like, uh, like Madoff. I, I think, you know, anybody can jump in and correct me if I'm wrong here, but, you know, Madoff was pretty much the only person who faced any consequences from this. And so, what, I think one of the reasons that people were willing to like move on from that is because you had uh, you had um, Barack Obama saying, you know, hey, you know, we want to move on. Let's 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 turn the page here, and uh, and and I think that this is kind of there's a danger of this happening uh, in this situation, and I think that my comments about who uh, went down for 2008 has gotten George Pierce to join us. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to jump George in here really quick, Edward, and then, oh, and yeah. then go to you. Is that okay? Yeah, of course. Great. 
All right, George, you are on. I think you're still muted, but you're probably yep. going to jump on. Yep, yep, there you go. Hey, dude. Hey, fam. Um, yeah, I just, I, I think there's an interesting thing, too. Um, if you look at what happened in 2007 to 2009, kind of the evolution of the blow up of the subprime mortgage market and all the stuff that went on, um, you know, a lot of why that didn't lead to like um, a more concrete set of prosecutions or a more concrete sort of, you know, social reckoning with, with what had gone on is that by design, the system was not set up to um, assign blame or to, to, to pursue accountability for the sorts of stuff that was, that was so harmful, which isn't to say that it wasn't like actually harmful, but you know, if you're constructing a, you know, mortgage-backed security based on very, very low-quality assets and selling that to a, you know, ostensibly, um, you know, sophisticated investor, and it blows up and it has a whole bunch of ramifications down the line. Like that is not the same thing as running a Ponzi scheme, right? It's a much more attenuated thing, and our system is set up, you know, certainly with regards to the financial markets and with regards to. Um, you know, questions of, of, of property and, um, you know, social power exercise through markets, our system is definitely set up to obscure a lot of that, um, you know, wrongdoing and make it hard to, to, to actually chase down. And it's, you know, probably both, both by design and by happenstance that it, that it works that way. So I, I think that's the, that's the thing to take away from, you know, to analogize, the Maxwell and all that stuff to what happened in 2009 is that, uh, you know, a lot of what's going on, it, it can be hard to, to, to clamp down on by design, like, because the laws are specific to make it hard to clamp down. So anyhow, that was my only credit. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I figured that, uh, that George was going to jump in. So I'm glad he did on that. And I, and I think that's, that's definitely true. Edward, do you want to, um, you want to kind of respond to that and to, to what I was talking about before that? Yeah, you know, I think I think that this is totally, you know, uh, you know, like George said, uh, a lot of this is by design, and it, again, it feeds into it because uh, you know that this class of people, uh, they are well connected to one another. They socialize with one another. They like, and and, and building off your point about how like exploring that exploring what's wrong and what happened requires you to indict other people in that class and requires them to indict other people in their own class. It's just not going to happen. A lot of the, so a lot of the laws, a lot of the norms, a lot of the ways you're supposed to speak about it, a lot of the ways in which you're supposed to talk about it, explore it, research it, report it, or within, it feels very much like confines that are designed to limit what else you can say beyond that, right? If you're indicting the fact that like this, pedophile conspiracy can uh, can can spread can be so endemic to upper rungs of elite society in the US and the UK it seems and what does that say about elites and what does that say about that rung of society in these two countries well you can't well that's not what you know that's not where the discussion ends up going it ends up just going about okay whether or not uh, Maxwell's, you know, is it really her fault or was it just Epstein she got caught up in it or was she like so, just as much of an uh, of a enthusiastic, you know, participant in this versus like this, they are both two people inside of a system that created, encouraged, protected, and allowed these people to create and trap a system where they were trafficking, you know, actively trafficking dozens of girls from the sounds of it, even though we only got testimony from a handful of them, right? 
none of these larger questions seem to really come into play. And furthermore, then it also doesn't raise into the large questions of why the fuck are so many public officials, public figures, and elites associating with people who like created this thing in the first place, right? Like, it's insulting almost when you have statements from people like Clinton, like Bill Clinton being like, I only loaned him my, my jet like 45 times or 55 times um, for reasons related to the Clinton global initiative. It's like, come on, like the, uh, we, like I think it's part of it is like a belief that people just are a little bit too stupid to understand what's going on and believe that like, What's really, it's a very distant connection that each of these people have with one another. They're not really in the same plane together. They're just letting each other use each other's assets, right? They're just letting each other use each other's homes. Um, when the reality is, uh, they're all close. I mean, or, or they're all close, or maybe they're all closer than they would like to get people to believe because they're by virtue of the same class, they have similar interests. You know, they all have overlapping friends, they all have overlapping social networks, and they all understand that, like, in one way or another, digging into one person's or one group's, um, uh, you know, network ends up raising questions about their own, right? Because I'm sure right, that right. each of these people have multitudes of others that they're connected to and friends with who have a horrible thing, other, other horrible things that they're involved in and doing, you know, and terrors that they're waging and on people in this part of that part of the world. I mean, because they themselves are also doing this, right? In one way or another, but it's okay, right? Like someone like Hillary Clinton is fine. You know, it's fine if she's like Secretary of State and helping advocate for policies that hurt people in overseas in the in the arena of war. And it's also fine if she happens to be friends with someone who's trafficking, um, you know, women across uh, the world uh, in the UK and the US specifically, right? But then we start having like quibbling about, you know, whether or not, uh, like, how much we can really know, because, like, or how much we can really know about Clinton, you know, Bill Clinton, you know, I'll use this more concrete example, because he was a president, right? How much can he really be blamed or held responsible, because, after all, he was only on the jet 50 times, and it's not like he was actually at the island or pictured at the island, you know? It's, a, it's just a lot of spurious bullshit and games, I think, by people who know better. Uh, to Yeah, I think, I think... I yeah, I just I just want to in, interrupt here just to say like I, a good way to look at this, I think, hearing what you're saying about about how 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 people will make excuses uh, for these connections that people have, right? Is that you know just think about the people who you know no matter who you are, no matter what class you're in, no matter what people you associate with. Just think about like your friends, like the people who you associate with, your acquaintances even. And I guarantee you that there's going to be like one or two that, that, you know, maybe, um, and, and maybe you're not friends with them anymore, but maybe you were at one point and maybe like during that friendship and during that acquaintanceship, like you, you, you were like, wait, you know, I think there's something about this person that I find like a little bit shady. And, and, you know, you're at a party with them or something like that. Maybe like, that's like the end of your friendship and like, whatever, but you know, but people like, it's like, people don't like not know Yes, yeah. when something's going on. Like you don't not know, like if you're, if, you know, if you work with somebody, uh, who, 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 who mistreats people in their life, or if you, if you, if you have somebody you grew up with or you went to school with that 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 uh, treats people poorly it's not a mystery 
You know what I mean? And so like it, there's, there's no reason to think that just because, um, uh, the, the relationship that we're talking about involves, you know, taking a plane to a Caribbean Island, uh, in, in, instead of like going down to the bar and hanging out is like fundamentally any different. Like, like people are still people, humans are still humans. And I think that even before Epstein went to jail, like I'm a hundred percent sure that a lot of those guys knew about what was going on. And the fact that like, after he went to jail for soliciting a minor, right. And then came back and then they all still hung out with him. Right. They still all hung out with him. So like, there's no, I, I think that at a certain point, like the, uh, the, the pretend like ignorance over this is just not believable. Right. Like at a certain point, it's just not. And I think, uh, that's a nice segue into, um, I just want to play this this video from Trump from uh from last year from July and obviously Trump is like one of the people who has been uh named as as an associate of Maxwell and Epstein and this is him like in the White House talking about after she was uh I, I believe that this was like after she was arrested this is him in the White House answering a question at from the press corps and this is just how uh completely just cavalier about it, these these guys are. So I'm just going to play, it's just like 40 seconds. My second question, uh, it's a little bit a different topic, but it's one that a lot of people are talking about. Ghislaine um, Maxwell is in prison, and so a lot of people want to know if she's going to turn in powerful people. And I know you've talked in the past about Prince Andrew, and uh, you've criticized Bill Clinton's behavior. I'm wondering, uh, do you feel that she's going to turn in powerful men? How do you see that working out? I don't know. I haven't really been following her too much. I just wish her well, frankly. Uh, I've met her numerous times over the years, especially since I lived in Palm Beach. And I guess they lived in Palm Beach. Uh, but I wish her well, whatever it is. Uh, I don't know the situation with Prince Andrew. Just don't know. Not aware of it. So, uh, you know, I think I think this is striking for a couple of reasons. One, he just like completely like says, I have no idea what's going on, which is obviously not true. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I haven't been following it, which is not true. But he also like uses the opportunity to uh, kind of like throw the other ones under the bus as he's kind of like removing himself from it. But if you if you, you know, and, and I know this is audio, so you can't see. But like what he's doing is he keeps moving his hands up in that kind of like that, like that. It's, it's almost like that kind of Trump thing that you would expect. Mm-hmm. And it's just wild to me that he would just say this in the way that you know he he would be asked about this sex trafficker of young girls in the White House. And his response to it is just to like blatantly lie about it, being like, I have no idea what this is about. And then they just kind of move on, like like nothing has happened. And it's just it's just it's just crazy to me that that that, that happened. And it, it continues to happen with the, with the way that, as we were saying, you know, as Maxwell is is found guilty now, uh, you know, I mean, like I just saw that like Dershowitz is like one of the people who's talking on the BBC right now. Like this is yeah. like that's that's crazy to me. Yeah, you shouldn't be allowed. You shouldn't be like. What the fuck are you doing speaking about it when you're also on the list and in the book? And I think also another thing with with the clip you played of Trump. I mean, we also have other clips of Trump being like, "Oh, they get up to very nasty things on that island. I don't know anything about it." But ask like Prince Andrew, and it's like, okay, so you do <laughs> you do know what's going what's going on, right? Like, convenient to deny it when they're targeted and convenient to mention it when it's like Hillary Clinton or someone else that he doesn't like and he wants to cast um, 
and, and turn the public attention to them, you know? And I think it also just speaks like, it's just, they really don't, I think also the fact that people can be so cynical about it from them for their own perspective. Like, I don't think there's really any sense that there's any sort of danger for any of these people. Right. Because, you know, it was all out there in the open and then maybe, and then Epstein's like, you know, died and Elaine is going to jail, but didn't speak and hasn't testified about anybody, you know? So it just, it seems like without any further folding, snitching, leaking of any sort, um, that we may, that they're not going to be, they're not going to have anything really to worry about. Right. And, and I feel like in general, that is like, this sort of attitude, this cavalier attitude among elites where it's like the law doesn't really apply to me. It applies to, it's like, you know, it's something for y'all. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah. And, and like, and like you were talking about, like at the top, like where, like where are these videos, mm-hmm. you know, where, like, where are these tapes? Like they're gone, they're gone. Like, and, and uh, it doesn't seem like they're going to be coming out anytime soon. And it, I mean, they just seem to disappear pretty much like right after, uh, he was arrested, but even before he killed himself, uh, quote unquote, killed himself. Uh-huh. Um, and so, yeah. So like, what would they worry about? Exactly. Yeah. So is, and, and, and wasn't, wasn't like, uh, wasn't bars like dad or something like, like the head of the school that Epstein worked at, uh, yeah, yeah. Bar, the attorney general at the time. He's just like crazy. Yeah. Like, he's so, uh, Epstein's first job, which also got him connected to all of this was like, he was hired as like a math tutor or teacher at a school that he really didn't have any qualifications for. And the guy who hired him was, um, was the attorney general's dad, who was like this former OAS guy in the world war two. And then ended up just like somehow being, you know, working at this school. And so he brought Epstein on and yeah, that's, uh, one of the, that's the, that's the, one of the earliest weird, weird connections, um, that make my head, uh, hurt <laughs> when I think about how long this was. Um, how long he's been connected to weird, um, or he's had connections to various people, right? Or how early he seems to have been brought on, um, into the world of, you know, politics, power, finance, whatever enabled him to like jump off into then managing other people's money and creating the pedophile ring. Do you think he was intelligence? You know, that's, uh, I, you know, I remember, do you remember when uh, Ghislaine was fucking with people, um, and, um, had those weird ass pictures of her taken at, um, at, uh, at restaurants in California? Yeah. Of, yeah. Uh, spy novels. Yeah. You know, when I saw that, I always, that, I think that like touched it off or touched off the questions for me because of also Maxwell's dad too. And so the connections feel a little too like multiple, they're too many. But I don't know. I feel like we'll never know. You know, at the very least, it's just like, at the very least, he was very obviously ran some sort of weird, you know, blackmail operation, uh, right? To be videotaping all that stuff and to have multiple estates where people would go. Um, But we'll never know, like, anything more about it, I feel. Which, uh... Yeah. Or, or, I don't know. I feel like, you know, it's possible. Yeah, or or if we do, it's going to be, like, decades in the future. Which is, I mean... Unless, unless some uh, enterprising hero in the government, right, just unless, leaks all of that shit. Yeah, that would be nice. <laughs> someone leaks, it, someone hacks it, someone steals it. You know, unless someone steps in and intervenes, uh, it feels like we're not going to ever learn anything more. Yeah, and and I mean, just to be clear, like I I think that is the 
right thing to do. In the, I mean, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much like an open information yeah. uh, fundamentalist. Like, I think, yeah. like, I think all government information should be open, but especially something like this. If there, if like, if there's really information that implicates people in the highest like echelons of, of political and and corporate elite society with this kind of horrific shit, then it needs to be out there. Steal it uh, and leak it, you know? Yeah. Steal it and leak it. I think I agree with you. I think in almost every instance, if there's like some, you know, government secrets in general, steal them and leak them, you know, especially if they have public importance in some in situation like this. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just, and, and, you know, like there are two journalists right here. I mean, never just, you know, give it, yeah. give it, to <laughs> you know, um, so, uh, we only got a few minutes here. Um, and I know that we originally were going to just talk about the year in tech so that, and that's obviously, you know, we just kind of had to roll with the breaking news. So I really appreciate, uh, you doing that. Um, are, are you, are is there any way that we can connect us to tech? I mean, are there, are, did Epstein have any connections with Silicon Valley or anything that I don't know about? I, I pretty much just know about him having the connections to politics and, and to having like Harvard and, and like some of those think tanks and stuff. But is, is, is there anything I'm missing here that, that he was? There's a really good connection um, here, you know. So one of the one of the connections, one of the reasons why Epstein was able to meet so many intellectuals, at least, right, was because of a publisher, um, uh, Max Brockman, right. And Max Brockman was like really connected to science and technology writers, and intellectuals. He was um, his father, John Brock and founded the Edge Foundation, was the present founder and CEO of it. And that was supposed to be one of these like thinker platforms where you go and you basically just like do an in-person essay and meet about weird, you know, lofty questions like what what's the future going to be like? And what is what is the nature of humanity, right? So, you know, a lot of uh, masturbatory and self-congratulatory discussions, um, a lot of intellectuals coming around and Epstein was brought into that world specifically by, um, by, uh, Brockman, right. By, um, by Brockman's own connections to the literary areas there. And I think that, you know, it may feel, or may look at that may say, oh, okay. So the connection was just like personal, but I think there's also an ideological, or a basic, like maybe something that can hint at an ideological connection, right? Which is like, you know, as we talked about, elites in general are just morally bankrupt. But I think tech elites especially mirror the the bankruptcy that we see with like these social lights and these pol political and financial elites, right? Where it's a lot of people who have used their position and their connection to these lofty storied institutions like uh that were also implicated in their connections to epstein right like ted like edge foundation like um mit media lab right um you know harvard like all of these places use the the contributions that they make to society to justify um their share of resources their connections their priority in decision making and in influence right and also at the end of the day you see that they're just they're they're like these are supposed to be places that are meritocratic, full of critical thinking people, and they allow a convicted pedophile and a financier of dubious origin and a guy you know orchestrating this trafficking ring to come in on the promise of like a few few million dollars in funding to get connected to their intellectuals and get connected to their public figures and get connected to their students, right? Um, 
and and buy into it because all he knows or all he needs to really do is to just say the buzzwords, right? To say the buzzwords. I mean, Epstein was obsessed with uh, freezing himself, specifically freezing his dick in his head um, and saving it for the future. He was interested in evolutionary biology. He was interested in like um, post-humanism, like all these sorts of frontier buzzing with science intellectuals or with technology technology intellectuals who have cursory interest into the actual science but are really using it as like a vehicle for laundering their ideology right for laundering their weird visions about what the future humanity should look like and how everything should be uh a very specific form of capitalism as they see it, a very specific form of like neoliberal evolution as they should as they see it right and and so they use ideology to mask moral bankruptcy and they justify their their what they do you know in the shadows or what they do out of public sight with this like i'm part of this institution i'm part of this circle i'm part of this um this milieu right epstein uh there's this really good essay in the guardian by Evgeny morozov two years ago i think in september uh which talks about how like you know in general silicon valley's ideologies is we know silicon valley's morally bankrupt and we know the people there the intellectually vacuous um and that is a perfect staging ground to have someone like epstein come in connect to them launder his own reputation through them um offer financial and like you know finances and funding entice them bring them to the island get them involved some of them involved in the you know trafficking ring right and 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 grow this and cultivate you know his network that way right and that it should and, and that i think like the ultimate takeaway is that wherever you start to have elites come in like this and have their own sort of like rarefied spaces and forbidden palaces, you get this shit happening. And you also get them being unable to, unable or unwilling to condemn it or criticize it because of how much they're benefiting from it. Like none of them were would seem to have any interest or care that there were obviously underage girls at, you know, all of these parties. None of them had any interest or seemed to care that he was a convicted pedophile. None of them had any interest or care about the fact that, like, it was, uh, that in one way or another it was very obvious what was going on, that there had, that there had already been reports about it, right? And it's hard to believe that none of them did any research or that none of their teams did any research or that none of their institutions did any research. They all just made the calculated cost that they would gain more from Epstein that they would lose from him. And that probably no one would even care because there's so many people in this world already who are morally bankrupt. They're all morally bankrupt in one way or another, right? They don't care what's one more. Um, right. They're like him among the, among the crowd. Yeah. I think, I think, I think that's, that's, that's such a great way to put it. Just, you know, the, the, the cost benefit analysis there. I'm going to take So we got Jenny here. I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to take her as the call here. Uh, one sec. There we go. Thank you for so much for accepting my call. I totally disagree with Edward, what he just said. Go ahead. Okay. Um, my position is that Ghislaine ran a honey trap. And when they invited people into their various properties, they had everything covered with cameras. And they would get these politicians and heads of corporations and all kinds of people into their isolated locations, including the island. And then who knows what happened? 
but they, I believe they took photographs and video of them doing inappropriate thing with, with young girls. And then they were used, they used blackmail to control people. And, you know, I believe that side of it kind of paints just a little bit of a different take on it and saying, oh, everybody's corrupt. Everybody was all in, maybe. But I, I think it's just a little bit too simplistic. And, you know, about Trump, Brad Edwards, who was Virginia's original attorney, he said that of all the people he interviewed early on, remember, he was the guy who helped prosecute Epstein in Florida back in the day. He said Trump was one of the only people who actually helped him and that he was very open. They had a big conversation. He helped point him kind of in the right direction. And Virginia, the, she's one of the gals who, you know, is the big uh, voice uh, regarding the survivors. She said she never saw anything going on with Trump in these things and that her only connection to him was that she was a massage therapist at Mar-a-Lago and it's been rumored that Trump threw Epstein out of the club once he found out what was really going on so that's just my take on it sure yeah. well yeah thank, thank, yeah Edward you want to respond to that yeah yeah no I would say I would also I would want to push back and saying I'm not saying that every single person is all in on it I'm just saying we that elites in this in our, in our society are within like a milieu that is just morally bankrupt, right? And there's not any surprise that so many, yeah, there's definitely a honey trap laid, but also like, let's not remember. I mean, I mean, let's not forget, right? It, the example with Brockman, I think is illustrated because Brockman himself would entice, as he tried to do with Morozov, who wrote an essay about it, would try to entice writers by saying, oh, I know this guy Epstein, he has really fun parties, you know, there's some sex involved, there's some money involved, there's some power involved, like you get to meet all these people, you meet, meet some girls, right, and get funding for projects, right, then Morozov was uninterested, wrote an essay about it and published the correspondence, right? We also know that he was connected with people who created and will go on to create forums for exchange among other people, right? He was involved with Joy Ito. He's involved with the founder. I can't immediately remember his name uh, right now, but he's involved with the founder of the TED conference. He's involved with the founder of the media, MIT media lab. Like sure we can say, I think it's pretty obvious. Like we can sit down and say, all of these people did not sit down at some point and say, let's construct like a honeypot, to capture all of the intellectuals in America. But the reason why there was a, an ability to create a honeypot specifically in the sectors of you know, elite society that did have it, right? In the science and technology and in politics, right? In finance was because these places are morally bankrupt. And these places are full of people who are more willing than others in the rest of the society to do this sort of shit and not care. Yeah, and I and, and and I also want to say that you know, whatever the case uh, is with with Trump, um, you know whether whether or not uh, he was, you know, uh, opposed to this or whatever, um, I think that it, it's 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 less important uh, the specifics there. Although again, he has been named in one of the civil suits, but it's that specific is almost like less important. Than just kind of talking about like uh, his his presence in in Epstein's life, I think is you know speaks to this idea of elite corruption and and corrupt spaces. And I think that you know for that specifically, what you know whether or not um, uh, you know Trump stepping up uh, against Epstein is is true or not. Um, uh, because I, I, I believe Jenny said that it was, it was a, a rumor, um, you know, whether or not that's true, 
is is somewhat irrelevant to to the kind of broader point that that these because this isn't really I think I think one of the things that is so uh, kind of telling about the the Epstein Maxwell case here is that it is not uh, something that you can kind of break down as partisan politics and you can't really break it down as you know the people that I do like they were not involved the people that I don't like they were involved I mean this is kind of a thing this is this was a this was a long running uh, sex trafficking ring that involved you know people from all all walks of, of of elite life so I think that it is it's important to kind of you know take it t- take it away from the in the, I mean the reason that I played the the Trump clip and also the reason that I've been talking about the Clinton so much is that I mean, these are two like U.S. presidents. It's it's very important to the story that they were involved with this. Uh, yeah, know, and to, I to, to whichever extent they were. Sorry, Jenny, go ahead. No, it's, I'm not questioning that, and I've asked myself many times. You know, am I just looking at this blindly, and I can only see the side I want to see? I've asked myself that a lot because I've followed the story closely. But I honestly believe the goal was to capture industry, political scenes, everything, religions. <laughs> There's rumors about various people involved in in religious things who were captured by Ghislaine and this honey trap she had. I'm sorry, I keep getting these texts from my friend. Um, I don't know if you can hear. That's my ringtone. Anyway, I I just, um, when I read that Ghislaine had a pilot's license to operate a helicopter and a submarine, and that there are rumors that she used both of those things to bring people to the island, that was just such a big red flag because that gets you that gets you out of the airplane thing and the black book and the you know who's on the list who who came in on the on the flight that's a whole other world of people that we can't even see who are potentially honey trapped to that island and so i i just think the scandal goes so big and so wide and the whole child trafficking thing i i i wish i hope it'll go deeper in the coming years i hope it's not just shoved under the rug and oh she's guilty okay let's move on that, yeah, that's what yeah. I, that's what I'm afraid of. Yeah. yeah, and I and I think I think I think we're definitely we're definitely all in the all 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 in agreement on that. Um, I do want to say uh, I saw Hannah was trying to call in. H- Hannah, if you want to jump into the call queue, uh, we can take you there. Um, yeah. Uh, so I yeah I think I think that everybody here is certainly invested in uh, in getting more of this information out there. Um, I'm going to take. Hannah, now let's see. There we go. Cool. All right. Sorry. <clears throat> this is my first time using this. Um, I wanted to say I really do think I agree with a lot of what Jenny was saying um, as far as like the purpose of getting a lot of those uh, people out to Epstein's areas and like to the island. I mean, I do think that blackmail was a huge, a huge portion of this. Um, but I also really agree with Edward too that you know this is an example of just unchecked power um, for for these elites. So I, I think both have like really, really great points, and I really think that, at least in my point of view, and kind of my learning and, and reading and listening to this whole thing is, I really think that it comes down to. I think it. I think it was both. I, I think that there were just parties who enjoyed 
having unchecked power and having the ability to do these pretty awful things uh, without anybody coming after them or facing any consequences. And then, I, I mean, I'm probably just spitballing, but I think at that point, once they realized that they were untouchable, I think that it morphed into probably being able to take advantage of other people and set them into situations where they could where they could blackmail them. And I think that that's what's frustrating for a lot of us in the trial was that we didn't get to see the fight logs. We really didn't get to see who was going out there. We don't get to see what was in the binders or what was on the CDs. And so it leaves so much question and just, I guess, lets us all really speculate. And, and the whole situation is so unbelievable and disgusting at its core that then it's so easy to just run with any any idea or any maybe kind of conspiracy, which I use with air quotes, because the, the premise of this entire thing is so disgusting and so upsetting that it went on for so long unchecked. Yeah, yeah, totally. Edward, do you want to re respond to that? Because I, I, we, it, and Danny had said some stuff too, so I wanted to get you in there. If you want yeah, to no, I think, I think it's right. Like, I think it's like, I think we're all in the same page in the sense that, like, you know, of course there was, there's a honey pot that was going on, and that there were, de there were definitely probably some people who were enthusiastic about it, some people who made the calculation and said, hey, you know, I'll get involved, and some who were definitely trapped, and that there's whole levels of it that we will never learn more about unless there there is more digging and also frankly more there has to be a leak you know like it is kind of ridiculous that we only learned more about bill gates involvement because of um a pr battle between him and his wife as they had their divorce right there like this is such a deeply disgusting thing that there should be people who even if they're even if they're not involved in it their eyes happen to glance across something that may be of interest uh sharing it but of course like you know for a multitude of reasons that's not the case and so you know i think the point that um that jenny raised about the um the uh, the pilot's license and submarine is also another thing that isn't talked about too much where like we also just don't we frankly just don't have an idea of the scope of it beyond like those few names and the scraps of information we have. And I think that's also the terrifying thing, right? We have no idea what the scope of it or the design of it is and like what else was out there and other things that may exist like it out there in the world. We only have like a very fragmented, fragmented small uh, account of aspects of their operation, right? That still leave huge questions, gaping questions, uh, gaping holes in, in questions um, about like what what they were doing, what was going on, how they were able to do it for so long, and who was involved. That yeah, yeah, get answered, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely agree with that, and I think that um, it it is. Like you said, I mean, it's scary to think that we're just scratching the surface of of what could be, you know, what what may have been going on there. Um, because it's just, it, I mean, from what we've already heard, it's just so disturbing and so fucked up, uh, you know, on so many levels. And now, you know, it, and and I think you know, I'm, I'm going to have to I'm going to have to wrap this here. But I think that one thing that we've certainly talked about a lot and i'm going to return to it again is you know this idea that we can't allow 
what this these these verdicts this this these five guilty verdicts which are great i mean that is that is that is great that there is some accountability here 100 percent. but we can't allow that to be like the final word on this and to kind of shut the door on learning more about what happened with epstein and what happened with maxwell and with what with all of these elites frankly you know from from uh from two presidents to harvard to tech uh to billionaires and, and, and rich people and, and the royal family. I mean, you know, it, this stuff goes so deep that we got to make sure that we don't find out about this when we're like too old to do anything about it. And when, and when the people who are the perpetrators of it are all too old to be held accountable. Um, so, Edward, I'm going to give you the last word here and then I'm, I'll just do a little quick wrap. Yeah, I'm happy that they uh, hit her with five out of the six, and hopefully we get the rest of these motherfuckers uh, and uh, then see them all now. That's all I have Absolutely. to say, really. Absolutely. You can find Edward on Twitter at Big Black Jacobin, at Big, uh, at Big Black Jacobin. Uh, you can also find his work at Motherboard. Thank you so much, Edward, for joining us. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you, George, all for speaking. Um, if you're listening to this on the replay, please get the call in app and join us live for these conversations. It really makes it so much more fun when you guys are actively involved like you have been today. We really appreciate it. Thanks for listening live. Thanks for listening on the replay and we'll talk to you soon. Bye guys.